podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for all the latest fight action. Direct from Wales in the United Kingdom, 100% live, it's Big Fight Weekly with your hosts, Chris Hume and Stu Palmer. I'm looking to the mirror and all I see is failure staring back at me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is episode 45 of Powerful Box TV Big Fight Weekly with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, Chris Hume. How are we, Chris? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Excited for this weekend as well. Um, some major fights going down. Absolutely, absolutely. We will be on to the boxing later. There's been some developments with Fury and Mr. White. But first and foremost, the order of business we will begin with this week is UFC 271 headline by Adesanya and Whitaker, the second bout between the two, Chris, for the middleweight world championship. Chris, Adesanya 21 and 1, Whitaker 24 and 5. Whitaker has turned around and said he's re-energised, Chris, but do you see the same outcome as the first fight? Hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be as clear as a finish, I think, as the first one. Um, obviously, Adesanya caught him, didn't he? Um, he was loading up with that left hook when Whitaker was coming in, because Whitaker was quite uh, sort of frantic, wasn't he, in the first fight? Um and he got caught a few times with that hook when he came in, where Adesanya went low, they went high, and then obviously he caught him. In, I think it was the, the the second round, wasn't it? And he caught him and, and finished him with that. I don't, I don't think it's going, it's going to go as easy as that. I think Whitaker has improved massively. Uh, obviously, Adesanya has improved massively as well, and he's obviously improved more on, on his takedown defense. Um, okay, Bahavich fight was a bit of a blip for him, but, you know, he did go up a weight division, didn't Absolutely. really put much weight on, you know, to take on Jan Blachowicz. But, you know, we look at Izzy coming back down to 185. You know, he's the champion. He's the king of the division. He's, you know, just recently beat the Tory, who, you know, who had a fantastic fight against uh, Paulo Costa at 205, you know, many months ago. Um, but, you know, going back to Robert Whitaker, you know, look at the people he's beaten um, since losing to Izzy. You know, he beat Darren Till, he's beat Jared Cannonier, uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Um, makes you wonder, you know, how many fights did did it, no? Sorry, say that again. Why did it take so many fights to get Whitaker back into the into the picture when really, realistically, I would have said after he beat Cannonier, he should have been number one, not Vittori, because Vittori was coming off beating Kevin Holland, wasn't he? And if you look at two comparisons. Jared Cannonier is a, a bigger and better fighter than current um, Kevin Holland. But, you know, it, it happened. Um, but regards to going towards the fight, uh, I think it's going to be a lot diff- a lot more technical. I don't think you're going to see Whitaker be as frantic and and, and emotional, because he said in the, the countdown he was emotional in, a, in the first fight. Somehow it turned into New Zealand versus Australia. And, um, you know, and I suppose if you're passionate about your country, it, you get involved, don't you? And you fall into that trap. And Izzy is um, very good at getting you into that trap and getting in your head and making things difficult for you before you even touch gloves. Um, I'm excited, though, because I think this fight's going to be a blast. Uh, Co-main event as well, Stuart. That's also going to be a a rocket. 
And it's in the, the man's hometown of Houston. Obviously, we're alluding to Derek Lewis, which we will get on to next, Chris. On the odds for this one, Chris, I've got the Vegas numbers. I've got the American-style odds, because we always have that on, on UFC on the live events, don't we? Minus 270 favour, Adesanya, Whitaker plus 230. So we've seen wider odds, haven't we? Yeah, My, my word, yeah. we've seen 2,000 plus 2,000 minus 1,000 before now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, does it... To you, do you think it will be closer? Could you see it going the distance this time? If Whitaker, yeah. if if Whitaker plays it right and he's a bit more logical in his thinking, um, yeah, I I, I definitely think it could go uh, to the dis- it could go all the way. Um, I think that they both have got so much better since they first fought. Um, I think obviously now I think I can't remember the Australian boxing coach that um, Robbie Whittaker's brought in, but um, a legend apparently. Um, I can't remember his name. You, if I knew it, I think you would know it yourself. Yeah, I'm not 100 um, to be honest. But um, he, he's working on his boxing, but he also obviously said he's going to mix it up, go for the takedowns as well. Let be less frantic, be a bit more technical. Um, you know, listen to his game plan. You know, and set things up. Um, on the other hand, Stuart, it's facing someone like uh, Israel Adesanya, who is also very good at his game plan, setting things up, setting traps up. People, you know, people he's fought falling into these traps. You know, striking with someone who's uh, an elite kickboxer is it's very difficult anyway. Um, so you know, I mean, Whitaker's going to have to get inside Adesanya if he can't take him down and, and really do his damage at the inside because he can't be on the outside. Fight fighting Izzy because Izzy's going to pick him off with leg kicks constantly. Absolutely. We know the um, ability. We know yeah. the ability where that's concerned. It's elite Definitely. level, isn't it? With the kicks, yeah, massively. So, yeah, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle once again. But as you say, if he if he just you know if he stays calm in there, which he is, he is a calm. He is calm anyway. But I, I can see. It. I don't think it'll be a second round stoppage. This one. No, but I I'm don't. Still, no. I'm still thinking I'm going with Izzy, mate. I, I, I you know, not knocking Robert Whitaker. He's fantastic, Chris. He's been mm. superb. And he, you know, if Izzy wasn't there, he would be the top man, wouldn't he, in the division? But it's Most just definitely. Izzy, Izzy's there. Izzy's there. And, uh, you know, Rob, Robert Whitaker is elite as well. But yeah, it's the, just, the it's just a shame Izzy's there at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, I'm going to put it to you a prediction. Give us a prediction, mate. Mm. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, I think Robert Robert Wicker can win a few rounds. I think he can steal a few. I think um, if you look back to their very first fight, um, some people might disagree, but again, this is my opinion. I, I thought he won the first round in their very first fight. Um, if you watched it, he, he, as much as he was frantic, he was um, landing those big shots. But obviously, the, the beret of shots that Izzy was hitting him obviously outlasted that. Um, I, I feel like... I think if I'm pushed to with the decision, I'll, I'll go to uh, uh, a 4-1 unanimous decision victory to Izzy. But okay. you could see a knock a knockout or a technical knockout. You could see either one because it, it's so... I it, The sort of styles of the fights, it really could just explode. And, you know, Izzy could catch him again. Um, I'll put this one back to you now, actually. I've got a question. If Robert Whittaker loses this, who else in that division is good enough to take that belt from Adesanya? I don't mean I don't mean there is Chris. I don't, they're not. They're just not. He's he's beaten. He's beaten Vittori. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Brunson, it's levels, isn't it? And and they're, they're world class. As I've said to you before, all them guys in, in that top ten, top fifteen, and around that area, world class. 
but then you've got elite, you've got elite level, haven't you? I always term it like that, where guys can just find a way against the world class. You know, world class is world class. You know, world class is permanent, but uh, it's just levels above again, isn't it? It's yeah, just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, no, no one out of these. I don't think anyone can, you know, become champion. Is he's come out and said he wants to fight four times this year? Can that be done, Chris? Can 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 he do? Is four a bit of a mountain? You know, it, we've seen what have we seen? Three? I don't even know. Have we Usman, seen three? Usman, three Usman did three. Usman did three last year, didn't he? Three, three is always a decent bar- barometer, isn't it? You know, if it's like yeah. you know what, you know, once every four months within the calendar year, I think four's a tall order. You could never, you could never dispute. Is he? You know, if he's saying he can do it and he can stay fit, Chris, and there's no injuries. Fit, and it's finding the fighters as well, you know, to sort of yeah. match him up with. Um, Romero's just popped one in, Stuart. Three. Hello, hello, Romel. I'm going a close match in the one to three rounds, but Izzy might KO him in the fourth. So Romel's going for a fourth round KO. Everybody, get your comments in as well. Yeah. If, you're in, if you're into UFC, because it's a huge card, it's world title fight, get your comments in. How do you think it's going to go? What are your predictions for the fight? Because it's going to be fantastic. I'm just hoping we get a five rounder, Chris. And, 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 you know, if, if Whitaker can get a few rounds, you never know. I think know. he can. I think he can. I just think, I mean, he's gotten better, hasn't he? Um, but like I say, Izzy's gotten better as well. So it, it it's like, you know, Robert Whitaker gets one one foot on the ladder and then, you know, Izzy's another foot ahead of him. Um, it's going to be interesting. And I think it's a good challenge for either of them to see where, which way their paths go. Because obviously if Robert Whitaker loses this, he's... he's I can't see him putting a third fight on, but he's going to beat everybody else below him, isn't he? Absolutely. This, and yeah. if it is he, he beats Robert Whittaker. He's pretty much beat, beating everybody already. So it, it's going to be, other than obviously Darren Tills and the Jared Cannoneers, he's just pretty much going to have the rematch um, in that division, unless he goes back up again. If you're Robert Whittaker, it's that age-old saying, isn't it? You're in between a rock and a hard place because Izzy's there. It's just, mm. it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Any other time in that division, he is kingpin. But, yeah, you know, pretty, no, it, but does, he would have been. Does does Izzy flew with like heavyweights again, or do you think he realised no after after losing to Jan Blachowicz? Um I think he will. I think eventually, somewhere down the line, I think he's probably going to do a few more rematches. Um, you know, sort of cement his, his sort of legendary status at middleweight. You know, obviously he's got to go against Anderson Silva stats, and they're not exactly the most easiest ones to sort of catch up with. But you know, he's he's, he's young enough to catch up with. You know. Um, Certain stats of Anderson Silva, but go regards to going to two oh five. Yeah, I, I can certainly see him do it. But if he's going to do it, he's going to do it properly this time and put that muscle mass on. Um, you know, and, and work harder because obviously in, in the Alberhovich fight, he didn't put the muscle mass on. He was a lot smaller. I'm not being like the height wise, but body body weight he looked a lot smaller. Um, and big bigger guys at 205 are obviously going to see how Jan Bohovic sort of dealt with him and, and, and pretty much do the same because you're not really wanting to strike for strike. But again, they hit harder at 205 as well. So I think eventually, I think I think maybe a couple of more fights at uh, 185 and I, I could see him definitely going back up to 205 and then contesting for the title again. We have got Cannoneer and Brinson on the card coming up, obviously, and that's middleweight too. So there's yes. two mutations to that one. But before that, Chris, the co-main event, it's the hometown hero. He lost his last fight in Houston, though, Chris. So yes. it's gonna be, you know, he's gonna want to win as he takes on. It's Derek Lewis taking on tight to Abassa. Uh Chris, 26 and 8, Derek Lewis to nine, sorry, 14 and 3 tight to Visa. Do you know what, Chris, as well? What a quick turnaround for both fighters. 
They both fought in December. So they're yeah. like literally two months out and they're back in there again at heavyweight. Um, yeah, as I said at the tour, it was said in Houston. And uh, we have got a VT to show Chris in a bit, which will put up a brief VT with Tuivasa, which yes. is what it's news. But yeah, I did. How do we see this one? I'm going with Derek Lewis with the experience edge and I think the power. Tuivasa has got power himself, but I think I'm going with Derek, Chris. I've got Derek to win. It is, you know, he's going to avenge that loss at Houston the last time. Well, he did fight Serial Gar- Garden, didn't he? Absolutely. So, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and look, yeah. no, look no where Serial Garden went after that. No um, shame in that. No, not at all. I think this is going to be a sort of uh, with Derek Lewis. It's the pressure. Um, he, he talks about the pressure uh, fighting Serial Garn for the interim, didn't he? Uh, Houston, and it got to him, and that's what he struggled mentally with. It was the pressure of being in his hometown. He also did say in that, and that, um, I think the post fight um, that he didn't want to fight in Houston again. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> I suppose the pull of your own family and, and your crowd and your people is sort of brought draw them back in. Um, regards to the fight, it's a, it's it's such a crazy one to think because they both hit really hard and they both you know they both good at throwing kicks. Um, you've seen Tai Tuivasa can throw knees. Um, he's dangerous with that, um, and he can take a punch. I don't know if he can take a Derek Lewis punch because we've seen Stuart um, countless times with Derek Lewis continue once and put your lights out. I think the very first episode we ever did on Big Fight Weekly was Derek Lewis versus uh, uh, Blades, wasn't it? And Blades went in for that takedown and he just caught him once, cleaned him out. Obviously, the two unnecessary shots after it were, as I say, unnecessary. But you've seen against Dorcas in his previous fight. Dorcas was supposed to be a power puncher, could take a punch. Derek Lewis lit him up and put him to sleep. Um, Taito Ubasa, I think he got... Um, had a really good start in UFC, lost a couple. I remember that one that stood out for me was a Junior De Santos fight. And this was Junior De Santos on his sort of coming down, you know, the division. You know, he wasn't as good as he was once. And um, and Junior De Santos dispatched him. Didn't not, didn't finish him, went to the decision, but he controlled the fight. And I think after that, he lost a few more fights. And then he got um, released by UFC. But he got a quick turnaround, got himself back into the UFC. I don't even think he fought anywhere else. I think they just brought him back. Um, obviously, a fight drop. A fight must have dropped out, and he got back into the fight. But um, this fight, this is going to be explosion, Stuart. I think they're both going to go hammering tons, and this is going to be windmill. It's but a, it's, going to... uh, it's a classic heavyweight tussle with the power, isn't it, Chris? It is, and they both somebody's hit hard. going to sleep, and I think it's going to happen very early on as well. I feel like both both guys are going to be going hammering tongs, as you say. So yeah. Um, also, Chris, tied to a two fight win streak. Wins yeah. against uh, Stefan Struve and Augustus Sakai most recently. So he's on a good little streak himself. Uh, but yeah, I've got to go. I've got to go with a big man with the black beast, Derek Lewis. Just uh, well, he's I, a fan favourite as well. Yeah, yes, as yes. we know, as we know. He, he made interesting um, post-fight comments with uh, whoever he's got the microphone with him in the octagon as well. You know, <laughs> the whole you know my balls are hot and stuff, taking his pants yeah. off. You know. That's it. If you listen to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, it was you know fantastic. And you know, I, I recommend people who are listening to us right now. I want to be finished. Obviously, don't go anywhere yet. But um, you know, go and watch, go and listen to that, or you could watch it actually. But it's very, it's a very good sort of conversation between the pair of them. Um, you know, quite a knowledgeable guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see why you would go with Derek Lewis. Um, oh, it's just, I think it's it's the guys. You know, it's the talent he's been in with, especially more recent yeah, times. Experience wise, yeah. you know, you're saying like two of us are. Against Dos Santos, he was on the way out, wasn't he? Not not discredited Dos Santos, he was fantastic nope. in his day. But yeah, it's just the calibre of guys 
Derek's been in there with you know time after time, and that really does help. But uh, you know, you never know. You never know, Chris. No, not heavyweight. Heavyweight. There could be a shock. There could be a shock, but I'm I'm going for Derek Lewis. He's minus one sixty-five at the moment, Chris. I was looking at the latest odds. Two of us are plus one sixty-one. Very precise. That very very precise. Uh, Going to throw in Ramel's comment here. Hope Lewis wins so that we won't see two of us at drinks in oh, Lewis's cafe. Chris, I'll, it's I'll perfectly poised to get the VT. Yeah. Thank you, Ramel. You've teed us up for the VT. Perfectly. Uh, I shall. Uh, I'll, I'll throw a uh, Ty's um, interesting um, offer to Derek Lewis. After Derek's last win, he threw his cup into the crowd, and apparently, someone caught it to do a shoey. Well, he can throw it to me when I win, and I'll do a copy out of his, <laughs> out of his, out of his ball guard. Then I'm keen. Um, I'm not, not, not for me, not for me. <laughs> very, very funny. I don't know how how's Derek Lewis taken to that. Has been any quotes or anything? From I him? think he called. I think he called it. He called him a weirdo. Right. Okay. So and, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too hostile, then, was it? No, I don't think there's any hostilities between no, these two. No, or, no. Not at all. Like, no. um, I listen. I, I think I, um, you know, if we go to my sort of prediction, I, I feel like Derek Lewis is just um, got it's the heavier puncture. Is what I'm trying to say is, I think a lot of people you've seen when he's he's connected with with either punches, he's hit his left or his right. They're just too powerful, and I think he hits hard. I think he hits harder than most people in that division. I think in Garnu, obviously, it stands above everyone when it comes to striking power. But I think you've got to put Derek Lewis just below in Garnu when it comes to striking power in the whole of the heavyweight division. Um, I just don't know if Ty Tuivas is going to sort of be able to take more than one yeah. of Derek Lewis. I think he could take one at least, maybe yeah. two. But I think if he connects more than what, more, well, yeah, say more than twice, I think um, Derek Lewis will. The will thing of Ty, Chris, maybe, possibly. But it's the mentality of Derek Lewis. Can he get over that hump from last fight he fought in Houston? Because obviously that's still going to play in his mind. No matter yeah. what he says, if he's sitting there before he's about to go and walk, make the walk, and that's still going to play in his mind. If he can be focused and, you know, think, right, I'm going to get in the octagon and I'm just knock his fucking head off. And <laughs> possibly. The, um, the, Houston, so the Houston crowd's always good. It's there's always a good atmosphere in Houston when they go there. I've always noticed, but yeah, with him being at the hometown guy, it'll, oh, be, it'll, yeah. be, it'll, it'll be loud. It'll be loud. Yeah. For Lewis. That could really, really help us, as we say. Chris, we're we moving on to the middle. No, we're not. Lewis Young. Hello, Lewis. Lewis, what are your thoughts on UFC two seven one? Have you got any predictions for us? What you yeah, think's going to happen? It'd be nice to hear from you, mate. Good to see you on again. Are we moving sure. on? We're moving on. We are yeah. moving on. Here we go. Title decider for Derek Brunson as he takes on heavy hitter Jared Kamenir. Chris, to be fair to Derek Brunson or Blonde Brunson, you've quoted him as that as well. Yeah. Five yeah. five fight win streak. He's been on a, on a really good run in the last two years. A great, great technical approach as always from Brunson. You know, and he's got good control of takedowns as well, Chris. I've got to be fair to the guy. He loves the mat. Um, you know, he likes a bit of chain wrestling as well, Chris. But... Kamenir is a powerhouse in his own right too. Where where do you think this one will go? Can Brunson carry on on the upwards trajectory, make it six? Or do you think Kamenir's got a chance in this one? Because he is favourite. The bookies have gotten favourite slightly, you know, Kamenir. Well, Kamenir's favourite for the... Oh, right, OK. I, yeah. don't, I haven't seen any of the bookies for no, it yet. No, uh, very, very tight. It's very tight. Um, I, th- I don't think Derek Brunson's going to want to stand and trade with uh, 
Kananir, because I think Kananir is um, very, very... He's also very experienced. Don't forget, Kananir has come from heavyweight, like heavyweight, to middleweight. Yeah. And yeah. he's carried his power with him all the way down, you know, and that's three divisions. That's incredible. You know, to, a guy who's 37 and managed to, you know, go from to over 200 pounds to 205 to 185. You've got to pull your hat off for that. Um he doesn't want to stand with uh, Jared Kananir. Um, I know if you look at comparisons, yes, Whitaker controlled it, but Whitaker's an absolute elite when it comes to the striking game. Um, but Jared Kananir is also very powerful, very technical. He, he uses his leg kicks really, really well, shouldn't he? Sets things up with his leg kicks, but also he can come in with his, 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 his hooks, his overhands, and they're powerful. I've seen it in previous fights do it. It can rattle people. Um, I think Derek, if Derek Bronson can take this to the ground, I, I feel that I feel that uh, he can control if he can control Jared Cannonier on the ground. I think he'll win this fight, but it's Canny because Cannonier is a powerhouse, um, and it's trying to get him down. You know, That's, it's it's a big it's a big one as well, Chris, isn't it? And I think uh, I've, I've got I, I think Derek Brunson. I think he'll be he'll he'll eke it he'll eke it out, but it's uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Uh, but as you say, title decider as well. So, you know, who, who's going to fall and who's going to rise up? That is the question. A lot, uh, lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, isn't it, Chris? Knowing that, you know, there's a title there fight in the offing for both guys. But, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how Jarrah Cannon is. I think he's, like, sort of fallen into this sort of position with uh, Derek Brunson. Um, I don't think there's really anyone else around for Derek Brunson to fight because he's beaten pretty much everyone pretty much below him. Uh, the only people he's got above him now... Or Whitaker, Whitaker beat him. Um, obviously, Adesanya's already beaten him, so that's going to make it interesting if Brunson wants to win this fight and he wants to fight Izzy next. Obviously, it's another rematch for Izzy. Um, it's one of them. Does it? Would that sell? Does that sell a fight to you, Brunson versus Adesanya too? Does that? Does that get you up, or does that kind of thinking? It's just one of them. It's, it's going to happen, and we just sort of have to sort of get on with it. It's like. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's just, uh, just who is no one, no one can beat Adesanya. I'm still, I'm still maintaining it. It's you know, is there anybody, is there anybody who can come through and, and, and stop him? And it's going to come to a point, it's going to come to a point with Adesanya, Chris. You know, I think it will be, he'll beat everyone that he's needed to beat, and then I think it will be light heavyweight. I really do think because what else is there for him to do? Is well, there it is a to middleweight. There is Alex Pajero, who's uh, the last person to KO him in kickboxing, Stuart. And uh, I know he's only made his debut last year, and, and he wasn't exactly against anyone that's going to push him up the, uh, the upper echelon. But, um, you know, that that's an interesting fight. Maybe Izzy wants to see if he can get up the ladder a bit quick, a bit quick and maybe wants to, you know, get that one back. He might want to get that one back. Um, from what I've seen with Alex Pajero, Stuart, who... Um, you know, he's still learning on the job. He's still probably a probably a kickboxer, a very powerful kickboxer. That Stuart is Alex Pereira. His takedown defense, obviously, he's going to have to learn on the job because he knows you get up the the rankings. The Tories, the Derek Brunsons are going to, you know, they're not going to stand with you. They're going to, yeah, they're going to take you down. Um, I know, obviously, Jack Manison, who fought um, Sean Strickland on the weekend, very good fight, by the way. That's another guy. You know what I mean? There's there's, there's plenty of guys. I think obviously that Izzy could fight, but it, it's one of them where you don't get invested like you are this weekend because Whitaker and Adesanya are. It's a, it's a great fight. I, I just don't know anyone else. Maybe Darren Till. If Darren Till can shake off his losing streak and, and, and his and his injuries he's getting currently, you know, I think Darren Till and Izzy could be an interesting fight. But it's dependent on can we get 
can Darren Till get up there again? Can he get his confidence back? Can he, you know, get past all these injuries that are sort of blighted him, you know, in his last couple of fights? It's one of them. But it, it's it's open, isn't it, as you say, open to interpretation. And it, it can go anywhere. Absolutely. And just to go back to it again, fights are getting made in the UFC. And this is where boxing's getting left behind because we have delays. We have so many delays. I know there's injuries in the UFC and sometimes I have to rejig it. But, yeah. you know, it's all in-house. The fights, the big fights get made, Chris. You can only tip your hat to Dana White and the team there because they do they, they do, they do very well with putting the matches together. That's it's, this. This is what does my head in with the boxing because we're getting fights delayed for years. Yeah, it's yeah. Boxing boards and promoters just can't, you know, coagulate. It, I, I mean, it's, it must be hard for you as a boxing fan because you know, obviously, UFC, Bellator, One FC, uh, PFL—they're all under one roof, aren't they? Um, yeah. And you know, they can put these guys together. You know, not always. They always pl- it plans out. Just look at John Jones and Ngannou. How long we've waited for that to be placed together? But I'm hearing Steve Pace next for John Jones to do it, not that officially be, yet. But I feel be, like that's, cl- that's, that's, that's close. That's, that's close. That's got money. That's got money written all over it. You know, absolutely. I look forward to that. Absolutely, Chris. Uh, anything on the undercard that you want to just scoot over before we move on to the boxing? I know it's Roxanne Medavadafiri's uh, final fight in the UFC, Stuart. Well, I think in, in MMA in general, uh, it's a 50th fight in her. Uh, uh, whole entire career, Stuart. How amazing is that? 50 fights. Okay, she's not um, amazing. She's not in the league. She's not world-class. But she's hungry now. She's been around, you know, since the ultimate fighter. You'd think how long the girl's been there. A brilliant, you know, what what a milestone for any fighter, you know. Fantastic. No, good. I didn't know that. It's a good, Mm. good, uh, yeah. So this is her retirement fight. Um, So 50 fights. It's a nice little number to go up. Hopefully she. Yeah. I can't remember who she's fighting. I did have the a list for me before, but it's just gone out my head. But um, yeah, that's, uh, her, she's retiring after this last fight now, and and she's done. But hats off. Um, I obviously invested to watch because you know I mean we've seen her grow through the UFC as well as when she fought in um, Japan and and China and stuff like that. She's fought all over the world. So hats off to her. Fantastic and uh, yeah, UFC two seven one this Saturday in the US of A. Uh, main card at 3 a.m. for us in the UK on Sunday, 1 a.m. for the prelims, Chris, and then obviously early prelims before that. So, yeah, oh, yeah. fantastic card. And, uh, yeah, we implore you to watch it. It's going to be fantastic. And we look forward to going through the results next week and what, what has happened. But, yeah, huge, huge card in Houston at the Toyota Centre. Are we moving on to the boxing, Chris? We're going to have a bit of boxing. We are. We are. Absolutely. A bit of boxing now, and the first and foremost of this, as you can see in the graphic there with the headline, one million live views for Sky Sports on Sky Sports Boxing main event, etc. Since Matchroom have moved on as well, don't forget, it's Boxer with Ben Shalom and Vassaman Boxing co-promoting with the shows, the Sourlands. Yet yeah, one million live views on, on Sky for the boxing, which wasn't a box office, box office card. So fantastic, you know. Considering Boxer have only just come on, I know Sky's a, I know Sky's a powerhouse. I get that, but what great numbers, especially in this day and age, with everything you know, there's so much stuff out there, isn't there? Listen, and I said to you this uh, when we were, we were talking in the private message a few days ago, when you when you sent me the the sort of the message to say they broke a million views. This just proves everything, doesn't it? Everything doesn't need to be on box office, does it? You don't need top tier fighters to be on a card. You know, just put a decent card together, and you know, don't and don't have to throw it on box office. So people have to pay over the mill for it, and people will tune in and watch it. You know I mean, this this should be a, a staple for everybody going forward. It doesn't need to be on box office. 
Eubank Jr. was absolutely class. Uh, you know, he put him down three, three rounds and four. So, you know, it was three or four 10-8 rounds, wasn't it? And uh, he's not happy with Matthew Macklin's scorecard as Eubank Jr., Chris. Uh, I, you know, he had, he had him losing a lot of rounds there, which they were tight as it went on, but he just had a mountain to climb, Williams. Because Eubank, you know, he had all them 10-8 rounds early on. It was just uh, emphatic, really. And then he's, he's been moaning about Williams, saying he had him in headlocks and stuff like dirty tactics from Williams. Probably because right. he knew probably because he knew he was losing, Chris. But as you can see there, you know, Chris Eubank's comments. Yeah. So what did you think about the commentary on Saturday? I'm still scratching my head at Matthew Macklin's scorecard. I think Sky Sports Boxing needs to buy this choker a pair of glasses. <laughs> Before he talks about boxing again, or maybe it's just jealousy binding. Well, Matthew Matlin's been out the sport for years. I mean, he, he's boxed. He's boxed for world titles as well. He was. He was decent. He was a good, good European level boxer, and he got to world level. So, you know, it, again, it's it's what he. It's his perception of the fight, isn't it, Chris? But I do think those scores later on, the later rounds, he was wrong. With well, I've, I've, I've watched it before. I watched it before we came. Uh, we came on, so uh, I bit obviously a bit more indication. Because when you showed me, because I haven't watched a fight yet, obviously I know that you won, and then you, and it's like when I read your sort of the headline dominated, and I saw the scorecard, man, doesn't look like he dominated. No, and I said no. that to you, but obviously I didn't I read the sort of context next to it with uh, Chris Eubank sort of saying stuff like you know you need a pair of glasses. The guy obviously needs a pair of glasses. You know those old, old NHS ones, the big thick lens ones, um, because. You were truly right in what you wrote. He did dominate um, Williams, and Williams looked really good in the last fight against Andrade. When we watched, again, when against we... Andrade, he was brilliant. You know, considering he he, he was behind, wasn't he, early on again? Uh, sorry, jumping in. No, no, it's fine. Um, I think Eubank was class. I didn't, I didn't like the sort of in the last probably ten, is it ten, twenty seconds when he started to showboat and shuffle and, uh, and dance. I know we we seen it over the years, Anderson Silvers and stuff like that, but you do get caught by the way because he uh, did that one too many times, but. Um, I didn't enjoy that bit. That's a bit like, well, okay, they just carry be, on. They, what they said about Williams, even though he's been at middleweight, it was his, the weight cutting and then his stance because he got hit. He got put down with jabs, Chris, but yes. he, was, he was leaning in. He was leaning in as they picked up on commentary. So it was like double the power hitting him. So that's yeah. why he got floored. But they said there was something with the weight cut for Williams this time round where it wasn't okay. right. That was what they were alluding to, that he was a bit sluggish. And then, obviously, you know, leaning in. And they were, they were just jabs from Eubank, but there was enough power coming through, you know? Yeah, and they're, they're very quick as well, though. You, you see, what is it because like, he dropped him four times, didn't he, uh, throughout the sort of the, the 12 rounds. But you did see, yeah, he leaned in. And, you know, I mean, you're leaning in, in and, uh, and, you know, you look at it, you, you're sort of, you're forced against the fist. It's, you know what I mean? It's never, you're never going to win, are you? But um, he didn't look... Great, but there were certain rounds I, I saw from the last fight we covered, and it, you know we looked good, and you know he wasn't lighting up Eubank, but he was he was getting his points on the board, wasn't he? Um, using his jabs, but I thought uh, Eubank was just too quick, Stuart. His head movement and he was in and out. He needed he took the shots he needed to take, but he unloaded a bit more than what Liam Williams could do to him. Williams will make it a tussle in the way he is by design. You know, it can be a bit ugly and a bit, you know, it's it's workmanlike, isn't it? But yeah, as you say, class, it was class prevailing, wasn't it? And, you know, I think the longer he's with Roy Jones, he's, he's looking, he's looking at, you know, um, world, world title contention, isn't he? But, you know, he's, he's not getting any younger now. So as we've said, you know, last year with Eubank Jr. really needs to, 
there's, 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 I'm getting there's all sorts of links for fights now. If you want to say about that, you know, Andrade's an obvious one. Golovkin at the weight, they're both at middleweight, right? Which is fine. Con Connor Ben, Connor Ben, because they're all going back to the to the nineties with you know their. You bank this, Ben, right? Yeah, okay. Connor Ben, Connor Ben's two weights down at the moment. He's well away. He's fighting at one four seven, so he's got to go up to one sixty. Right, but obviously his name's going to get courted, but it, it's yeah. too it's too soon, is it? Because he's got a lot of um, unfinished business at Weltweight where he's been fantastic. Billy Joe Saunders for a rematch, but obviously Billy Joe's been up at super middle. Um, Eubank came down as well. Um, yeah. so there's name Kel Brook's name has been put in the hat as well, but he hasn't. Well there's five or six names it's it's got to be for me it's got to be Golovkin uh, you know or Andre someone at the weight for him okay all right one of them Stuart can he get past an Andre or can he get past the Golovkin I think I, I think, think Andre is very good defensively you know um slick he can he can can take a bit of pressure as we've seen. I yeah. don't mean he be, I don't mean he beats him, and I still think Golovkin, you know, as old as he's getting, and he's not been fighting as frequently. I still mm. think he's got class. He's got the class, Golovkin. Uh, I think he struggles. I think he struggles, but you know, Roy Jones might have something. But yeah, well, they yeah. drop out a little bit there. I think they drop out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just think um, not writing him off, but it's now or never, isn't it? But they're huge fights. You know, I don't want to write him off. I want him to do well. He, you know, he's our UK fighter, isn't he? But I think it's a hell of a hell of a step up. But um, you know, then you've got the domestic links with the lads we've spoken about before, which you know they draw, but it means people are having to go up or down into different weights. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it doesn't, I, I ne doesn't necessarily work at the moment. And who drops down if it's Conor Ben eventually? You know, are they gonna meet at super welterweight? You know, is he gonna say, right, we'll fight at one five four? I mean, you you bank was at one six eight years ago, Chris. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask for Conor Ben and uh, Newback Junior to sort of meet, isn't it? They'd have to meet in the middle, you know, make it as fair as possible, really. But you know, if if, if Newback Junior and Conor Ben, you know, they're on the up trajectory up there in their divisions, let them fight for their titles and let's see what happens, you know, in the future. You know, they could meet. Obviously, it's not let them leave it too late, but they could meet eventually. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic performance from Eubank Jr., especially in the earlier rounds. Absolute dominant. Putting down three times in four rounds. Incredible, incredible. Williams was just a little bit off, and I think class, as you said, did prevail, didn't it? But, uh, yeah, be interesting to see where Liam Williams goes off the back of this. You know, he's still, he's, still a, he's still a decent fighter. There's no question of that. But, yeah, back to the drawing board for him. And moving on, Chris, we've got Clarissa Shields, who's got three of four of the women's middleweight titles. And she had a tune-up against Emma Cozy and Chris, or a very own Savannah Marshall, who's got the other title at middleweight, was ringside. But yeah, a classy performance. Cozy just not not with it at all. I'm surprised Clarissa Shields didn't stop her. But maybe that just showed you how you know strong Emma Cozy was because she couldn't stop her. It did look earlier on like it was going to be a stoppage for Clarissa. Uh, mm. But yeah, fantastic heart from Cozy though. You know the Slovenian. But yeah, just too too good, too good shields. Far too good, far too good, Stuart. The, yeah. the pace that uh, Clarissa Shields um, sort of sets when she's striking, and, and the combinations she can throw from top to from the body to your head, uh, incredible. Um, if she had a bit more power, I think she'd be very very scary. Um, but you know, she's oh, what she twenty four, isn't she, or something along those lines? You know what I mean? You can still learn stuff. I suppose you can't learn power. You either have power or you don't have power. It's, it's one of them. But um, Stuart, she looked absolutely fantastic. I haven't watched her in uh, PFL, so I can't really give you... No, no. 
That's and, just, and my opinion was just like an MMA, but as a him in the MMA, but yeah, yeah. Which that's hey, that's brilliant. that's testament to her, isn't it? Because she's at such a top level in the boxing for her to yeah, go and have a yeah. go at MMA. You know, it's going to be tough for her. She's mm-hmm. a two-time Olympic gold medalist in the boxing, but yeah, more power to her. But obviously, waiting in the wings is Savannah Marshall, who fights on March the twelfth. So they both have these fights because we knew they were going to have a fight each before meeting one another, which hopefully is going to be in the summer. But mm-hmm. Savannah was at ringside, Chris. You and then to there you put the put the visual up. Yeah, that'll be yeah. yeah Just I'll, I'll give us a bit of substance. Up. Give us a bit of substance. Well, there you go. She, that's you what she feels. That's, that's what she feels about the fight. Uh, I think she was waiting for a stoppage, Chris. To be honest with you, I think that was her retort to Clarissa, as if to say, "Well, you know, you need. I'd be stopping it." And Savannah, I do think carries more power than Clarissa, which is going to be problematic for her. Um, you know, Fury Fury said he'd rather get in the ring with uh, Savannah Marshall a few months ago when we played that clip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I so, he, you know, he thinks very high of it. She's fantastic, you know. Um, obviously, his uncle's training her. So, yeah, but this is what we want, the, the fight, which hopefully will be in the summer, these two. And, uh, yeah, a bit of beef. There's uh, a bit of a war of words. Like, Savannah's normally very, you know, meek and mild. But, yeah, she gave she gave her best. Sell a fight, haven't you? She gave her best, like, verbally with her. And a few expletives as well right. in there. But, yeah, but we look forward to that in the summer. You know, there's there's animosity there now, you know, which is well, solid. You've, but... you've also got Katie Taylor versus uh, Serrano, haven't yeah. you, as well, coming uh, up. Yes. Um, Jake, Jake Pauls. Jake, Jake Pauls, yeah. He's everywhere again, yeah. Promote, promoting, promoting, I can understand. I kind of, he, he does, he did speak quite well when I've seen him when they are promoting that fight, Chris. As much as I don't agree with him, you know, in ring and all, and all the rest of it. Um, he, he can he can he talk he talk well about yeah, that fight. You know, promote, to be fair to the guy, as much as we downplay him and give him a lot of shit, more so you than me. <laughs> I, 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 I I can only give him shit when he fights someone who's actually a fighter. Um, you know, you said to me comments. What well, didn't you said like you know MMA fighters are harder to box than boxers. I don't get that comment to be honest with you because MMA fighters fight and strike. Striking is different to um, um, boxing striking. You know what I mean? It, yes, MMA fighters are awkward. All uh, boxers have said who've, who've, tra- who've uh, had like sessions with MMA fighters um, in boxing said they're awkward, but they're not very good. He chats at his ass. Um, I don't know who he's going to fight next year, but I'm sure at some point um, when we're live, um, we'll we'll uh, pull that one out and Brett Thomas, who's not with us at the moment. Yeah, well, this is perfect for him. This is. He should be in here now, getting his uh, getting his point across the bar. He'd have a point of view, you know, give it a different spin totally. Oh, yeah, uh, he's but, yeah. Faster, he? but yeah, absolutely. Are we moving on to Tyson Fury, Chris? We are. Comments that have only just come out today, so they're hot off the press. Uh, yeah, Chris, I think fire up the VT first, and then we'll uh, come, yeah. up, come out come out at the back end of it. No problem. Back, back, grinding, all the time grinding, never stop. I'm still looking for this little sucker, Dylan White. Where are you, coward? White feathers. Come on, fight me. Dosser talked about a lot, didn't he? He won't fight this, he won't fight that. Who's a coward now, coward? Who's a shit house now? You useless Dosser. I don't know if it's, it's the job for you. Good looking guy, clean shaven, a nice hairdo. Dylan White! You get it, you fuck! Mum's getting knocked out again. I'll buy her the king this time, not by an old man, 45. Getting it, bro. 
<laughs> it's Tom's a great time, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He gets the job done though as well, doesn't he? You know, but he has he has the comedy side as well, which, oh, we, yeah. which we, we love him for. But yeah, also Chris, the, the split for the purse because obviously Matchroom Matchroom went in at thirty odd million. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Frank Warren, who has got Bob Aaron on his side as well, bankrolling, it, it came in at 40 odd million. So, yeah, the 80 20 split that we've talked about, Bill and White's still going to come out with 8 million. You know, that you know, it was a high, high purse bid, wasn't it? But I still think it's a little bit under. I think they could have maybe given him another 10%, but Fury holds the cards, doesn't he? So that's it. Yeah, and I don't think he really wants this fight anyway, does he really? I don't think, I, I don't mean like he doesn't want to fight him. I just don't think he, he, he's up for it per se. I think he wants a bigger name, doesn't he? He wants the Usyk, doesn't he? He wants, I would say, Anthony Joshua. But, um, no, I think he wants one of them too. And I don't think he's up for this as person. I just, I don't know. I I, I don't think Dillian, Dillian White, and as much as I like Dillian White, I don't think he's got much to offer in the fight against uh, Tyson Fury. Because Tyson Fury's seen it all, hasn't he? He's fought these uh, explosive power punches. You know, he just beat, uh, you know, probably the most powerful puncher in boxing in um, Deontay Wilder, hasn't he? So... I don't know. I, I, I can see why, you know, the money's not great because I don't think Dilly might. Well, he's not really selling a fight at the moment, is he? You know, it's 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 eight million though. Oh when, no, I wouldn't mind when, eight million. When when's he going to get eight million against uh, Joshua? Joshua possibly. Um, so it's still a big. Considering it's only twenty percent, it's still it's still big big chunk of change, isn't it? But yeah, it's. Uh, I look forward to we look forward to that because hopefully it's going to be in April. But it might be a bit later, but obviously. So well, look forward to that. And White, White deserves it. White deserves it. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you there. I do agree. Uh, it, it's a different. It's a different level altogether. We know that. Yeah. yeah, he's waited for this. He's waited for this. He's been, you know, he's been interim for so long, and you know, he deserves it. He absolutely does. So yeah, It'd be a good domestic one that. And I just wanted to put that one in with his comments because that that video's only come out today, hasn't it? So it's yeah, very, yeah. Very current with Mr. Fury. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to that and covering it in a bit more detail as we lead into the fight in the coming months. And would you, do... oh, hold on, before you, Sorry, you jump mate. to that, yeah. would you say this fight's going to be as close as possible to Usyk and Joshua too? then? Like, like, like you know, they fight in there like maybe a month or two after. It probably will be, yeah. So we could get, we could get a good turnaround then for, like, late, late in the year. You can get like you know you could then get into like September where the weather's still all right where they could do Wembley for the yeah. you know for the winners and I hope I hope it's I hope it's in the UK you, you know because they've all they've all gone abroad haven't they you no know, Fury money's there though isn't it the money's abroad yeah it just, Kobe doesn't help though. we need we need we need it we need the big fights over here as well you know Wembley Wembley's still iconic isn't it so yeah you know that that'd be amazing but yeah it's you know Usyk and uh, Usyk and Joshua as well. That won't be far away, I'm sure. And then moving on, we've got Danny Jacobs, who's been with Matchroom for some time. When Eddie was first starting to promote in the USA, you know, branching out the UK, Danny Jacobs has been, you know, on the books of Matchroom for a while. And this fight is taking place at the Alexandra Palace in London, where we have the World Darts Championship. Chris, they do all sorts of stuff there, don't they? So it's a Matchroom. Yeah. It's a Matchroom hotbed. This venue, Danny Jacobs coming in. You know, to enemy waters here in the UK to take on Gamebridge on Ryder at Super Middleweight. Uh, notably, Danny Jacobs is having to go up to Super Middle, Chris. So it's a big test for him. And John Ryder, who fought Callum Smith in 2019, a lot of people felt John Ryder had beaten Callum Smith 
in that right. title fight, but he didn't get the he didn't get the nod. But a lot of the uh, professionals and ex pros, you know, felt John Ryder won that fight. Huge, huge fight this one in London. You know, uh, both on a two fight win streak as well. Chris going into this, uh, Danny Jacobs. Some people are saying he's over the hill. It might be too much for him. But I think mm-hmm. you know he's been in with Golovkin. He's been in with Canelo. Unanimous decision victories for them two against him. Where you know, look who Golovkin and Canelo have stopped in yeah. fight. Big names. So big Danny, names. Danny Jacobs, I've still got him. I, I think, you know, he's having to go up the weight, but I think he's got a lot more, you know, big fight experience. And I think uh, I think he will beat John Ryder. But there's been split opinion on who, you know, who will be the victor there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, John, John Ryder's been interim, an interim world champion as well at Super Middle. So it's perfectly oh, so, poised. Yeah. Um, you sent me a clip of uh, Danny Jacobs' um, top, top five finishes. It's... Um, scary dude isn't he um obviously most of them you sent me were quite earlier on aren't they so yeah 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 but um yeah he looks good uh be interesting isn't it um where do they both go if either of them win now i've been reading i've been reading it would be canelo but obviously we've heard about canelo going up to to light heavy haven't we as well yeah but it could be it could very well be canelo for the winner which would uh, you know make a lot of sense? That's a huge, huge thing for John Ryder, and obviously Danny Jacobs has already fought him, yeah, know, yeah. At, at middleweight. So you know it's uh, it, it's perfectly poised. You know, big big stakes for the winner, Chris. And well, that'd be interesting. You, know, you say like obviously Canelo being next, but obviously Canelo's got his heart set on you know going up to like heavyweight. So did, would they have to wait until he's done what he wants to do, or would they? It might, it might, this might go, this might get the go ahead, but then obviously McCarvey's just won at light heavy, hasn't he? Who they're looking to yeah. match Canelo with, so yeah, it could be this could be on the bat burner, you know, the winner of this. Um, it's 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 an, it, we'll be waiting to see for clarification, Chris. I think where they're going to go, who's going to be getting who, but uh, yeah, Danny Jacobs, I, I think I've, I've got him winning it, he's eight to 11 UK odds. John Ryder, six to four, and a draw at 20 to one. Not that we see many draws. It's not bad though. Uh, 20, 20 to one on the draw, and uh, like Danny Danny Jacob said, you know, it doesn't bother him that he's coming into London. Um, all but three of his fights now, including this one, he's fought in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, Canada, and obviously first time in the UK. All the other fights have been in America. But like he said, his previous fight a couple of years ago, um, you know, there was no fans in, so he can, he can adapt to any situation. You know, he, it's not bothering him that you know John Ryder's going to have a home support. The charismatic sort of people, it doesn't bother them, do they? They sort of uh, they, they ride with the sort of the booze and the and the jeers, don't they? Amps them up a bit more. But as you say, like John Ryder, you know, if he's looking ahead, thinking if I can get through Danny Jacobs, I've got Canelo next. What a massive incentive uh, for. Well, would you say a relatively unknown sort of Brit? Really, you know, comparison it's, to others. Unless it's really inciting European boxing obviously he's fought for a world title against Callum Smith you know he's had fights himself but yeah it's it's uh, you know not maybe on a, on a world level people aren't going to know him you know Danny Jacobs is, is well known and um, mm-hmm. obviously Eddie Hearn now his presence in America is huge but this guy I think he was the first guy he, he had under the matchroom umbrella Danny Jacobs do you know what I mean so it was cool to see matchroom going into the USA because mm. you know we were so heavy on domestic boxing when we were matchroom on Sky yeah but um, I'm looking for, look forward to it, Chris. And it's, uh, it is splitting opinion, especially against the pros. I've been reading a lot. Like, a lot of people are going for John Ryder because he's natural at the weight. But right, I, okay. think, I think the veteran 
status of Danny and who he's for. I know lower weight. I've, I've got Danny Jacobs, Chris. That's what I'm going with. As soon as I've not watched these guys, and obviously I'll watch it uh, on the weekend, and obviously we can have a good chat after you know the aftermath next week. I'll go with the Brit just to be. Uh, we've okay. got one side, one side for one, one side for the other, and it make it a bit more. Um, and it's Brit, isn't it? Um, got to follow up Brit either way. He's a very good fighter. He is a very good fighter. You know, he's done well. He's done well. It's, uh, but yeah, we're both. <laughs> we we don't normally do it. We don't normally do it. it. No, no, it's good though. It's good. Um, so yeah, Saturday night for this one on on the zone matchroom boxing. Obviously, Eddie Hearn, and we look forward to that, Chris. Anything closing out, Chris? Um, but with that this week though, and it's just one of them things. Yeah. It was a, it was a logistical thing, wasn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris, just like going back over everything. UFC 271, what a card that has got the potential to be. Uh, it's just nice to be back with it, you know, the boxing, the MMA. You know, now it's going to be full full on, isn't it, for the rest of the oh, year? Massive cards coming up uh, yeah. on my side, isn't there? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Massive cards. Absolutely. Uh, we've bought banger after a ba- after banger. But um, I'm still going. I'm still going with Covington and Masvidal. There's no... no. There's I don't no blame belt, you. I don't there's blame no you. belt on the line out of the four events, the four numbered events coming up. But it's the yeah. big... It's the beef. It's the backstory. That is, I, I will be getting up for that. That is a fight, you know. It'll sell itself. It'll absolute sell itself. But I think we are leading with, we, we do feel Covington because he's, been, I, I, he's yeah, been very active and he's been very good, hasn't he? Wait, we haven't seen Miles Vidal since uh, Usman KO'd him, I think, was it? May May or June last year. Um, you know, it, it was a bad knockout. Um, so, you know, he's not going to jump straight back in. It's a big, big fight for Masvidal against Covington because Covington, you could uh, you could argue maybe beat Usman or was close to beat Usman than anybody else has ever done. Um, you know, the first fight was amazing anyway. Um, I think Covington is just going to be too much. I don't think he's going to he's going to fart around with the striking per se. I think he will, like, you know, be the bigger egotistical sort of guy he is and you probably you know stand up for him with him for a bit but I think he's going to take him down and it'll blanket Masvidal Masvidal's not been great when he's been taken down you saw it in the first Usman fight um, and Usman had a broken nose in that fight didn't he um, I don't know why that makes any difference to the fight like, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah. saw when Usman took Masvidal down Masvidal got up a few times but after a while when you've got a good wrestler bringing, taking you up bringing you down taking you up bringing you down it's going to wear on you. Um, and I think no one does it any better than Usman other than Covington and then obviously Hasmat Shemaev as well, who's a very, very good grappler. He's, he's on, on the, the up. He's on we'll the periphery. See, I think, yeah, he's we'll on see. the periphery, that man. He's on the periphery. There's a lot of attention, a lot of focus on him where he could be. Shemaev you know, is 100%. It's good. It's good that he's come, coming through. It's... It's a it's test. Fantastic. It's a test. It's fantastic, and it really does get you thinking what will happen, which is great. This is this yeah, is what that's we what want. we need. This that's is what, what we, we want. You know, you want questions, don't you? And you want those questions answered inside the octagon. I did see a picture on Instagram yesterday. I was it like having having a brew at like I don't know, it must be half five in the morning, just, you know, before I go to work. And it was like uh, obviously Usman was having a surgery on. It. I think it must have been something to do with ligaments in his hand. And there's actually a picture as well, which was not something you want to see at half five in the morning. Um, yeah. I've seen the I've seen the photo. Yeah, it wasn't very nice, but I couldn't see a difference in the second photo after. No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Like, what, what's that? Up, are we? Oh my days! What these what these uh, you know what these guys can do is these surgeons unreal, unreal. And 
And I, they, I think they said Leon Edwards and him. Obviously, that is official. That is happening. Edwards is getting his title shot. Uh, they say, I think it was International Fight Week, which is usually July time. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is enough time for Usman Huge to feel. What, what, you know, great for Leon Edwards. Yeah, it's a difficult fight, though. It is. It's, it's, yeah. It, it's, but yeah, he's in there. He's, he's got the title fight. You know, we've been, we've been clamoring for him for a long time, haven't we, Chris? Yeah, like COVID just... injuries, I think they've kept him out for such a long time. So he's had what a fight in a bit because he wouldn't call the, the, his first fight back against. Um, oh, his name's now eluded me, and he poked him in the eye, and it's just gone out of my head, gone. But you know, obviously, he came back. That fight was lasted. Bilal, what? Was it Bilal Mohammed? That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But he's had a, like a, a fight and a half, hasn't he? Since he's come back since COVID, you not know, all hit. So. Hopefully he can put a good show on. I can't see him beating Usman. No, um, I'd love to, I'd love to see it, but I can't. Oh see my it. days! It's a UK fighter, isn't it? It's great. It's great to see you know him getting the title shot. But yeah, it's just uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be oh it's gonna be massive, big big. Uh, it's just gonna be huge, isn't it for him for UK scene? Yeah. And this is I don't you watch watch the first fight 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 there. Watch the first fight back. Um, it was very, very good, um, but it's just Usman again. Usman wasn't the um, striking sort of person he is now in that first fight, but it's, again, it's his wrestling, Stuart's grappling, and the power takedowns. And once he's got you down, unless you are very good, you're not getting back mm-hmm. up. That's unfortunate, but you know I'm sure Leon Edwards will watch that back in, and yeah. then his coaches. And if will... he needs, and if he needs to, he's striking, which is just gone into the next level, hasn't it? As well, uh, Along, alongside power. everything else. I know that makes it more scary. Up. Yeah, and you know Leon Edwards, Leon Edwards will have a go only on on the feet. There's no two ways about it. But, but my days, oh, I can't wait for that, Chris. So, yeah, we look forward to that. And uh, anything else before we go? Well, actually, Stu, I was on a show on Sunday. I never oh, showed. Oh yes, go on. Yeah, you, did, you did very well. You did very Thanks, well. Um, you did very well. It's called the Unholy Trinity Everton Podcast. Um, fantastic guys. Um, never met them before. Spoke to them on Twitter. Um, they got me on on Sunday. The podcast is all, is out, so you can go on Spotify. Go Unholy yeah. Trinity Everton Podcast. It's the latest episode. Um, and you'll yeah, just go have a listen if you want. If you like your football and want to see me actually sounds positive about Everton because it didn't last <laughs> Tuesday, believe me. I think um, if they'd have interviewed on Tuesday, mate, I think it would have been a different uh, uh, thing yeah. altogether. But we weren't, <laughs> we weren't, um, we weren't mystified by Saturday where we knew full well that it could, you know, there could be problems in the next game. It was great winning, but then, you know, we weren't jumping the gun as it were, were we? No, you just wanted them to sort of move on with the confidence yeah. and go into the next game and, yeah. it, well, you know, Big game wasn't it, against Newcastle, but as usual, we did an Everton and blew it. So this game on on Saturday is another big game. Um, the only thing I will say, Le- watching Leeds last night and watching Leeds on you know highlights for the most part, they are as bad as us at the back, but they are quite good going forward. But yeah, then they're, they're no they're not great at the back as we we we're, we're no good either. I mean, we got injuries no. left, right, centre. But watching them last night, you know, very good going forward, as you know, uh, mm. but they're, they're they're as hopeless as us. So. There might be a few goals. There might be a few goals on there. Oh, I, I think I think most definitely be a few goals. But yeah. we're under we're under the lights of Goodison, aren't we? Yeah. Hopefully, people can get positive, get behind the team, get it rocking. And we've seen countless times over the years when top places rocking, 
we can get through teams and they will to and you know what I mean we we excel in that so that's, I think we need to go against Leeds on the weekend and just have a bit more info about us forget about Tuesday that's finished that's gone you know pick the right team as well Lampard don't you know don't pick anyone like Holgate but I'm supposed to be after aren't you because bloody mean is injured but and we'll just stick together, isn't it? We need to stay positive. No point getting them on the backs now. We just need to win games. It's imperative at home. They're going to have to pick the results up at home. Yeah. Have to, because I, I think they're yeah. going to struggle. We're going to struggle away, aren't we? Um, but yeah, fingers crossed for Saturday, Chris. We can get, yeah. get, get, get a W, get a win. Get, get a win, points. watch some good fights, and then that'd it's, be great. It's the old faithful six-pointer, isn't it? That's what, yeah. it is. That's what it is, because it's very tight down there at the bottom. So, yeah, we look forward to that. And, uh, yeah, no Stu's Wrestling Podcast till next week, episode coming out, uh, which will be with Oscar, formerly of Men on a Mission, who's with Mo and Mabel, so got that. But I'm also going to Cheltenham for World Pro Wrestling. We've got Tajiri on the card. My mate Franco Varga is over from America. He's on a three-week tour at the moment, wrestling for different promotions. Jody Flies, Chris, who we remember very well in the early 2000s coming through. Uh, so, yeah, the card, very, very stacked. I'm missing people out. Hernandez, TNA, has been an impact all over. Uh, so, yeah, high calibre. A lot of pressure done in the headset for that one. But, yeah. You're on the headset for that one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we look forward to that 600-seater venue as well. So, it's a big venue. Uh, try so, and get yeah. a clip for that when you do it so we can we can. I will, the clip I, will, I'll, uh, I will pass. I'll pass that with Matt if I can just do a little live at the venue. I'm sure I can. And uh, Mike Angus on ringing out some duties as well. So I'm down there with Big Mike. Mike. Yeah, four you hours don't... there, four hours back on the train from here. Oh, you have to get a few loggers down. You're after it, won't you? <laughs> Make the train ride a bit, Absolutely. A bit longer. Absolutely, yeah. So it's been a, it's been an enjoyable episode again, Chris. There are lots yeah. going on this weekend. Lots of fights. We can't wait, and we will see you next week for episode forty-six, Chris. Yes, I'd also the big fight before, Sorry, yeah. And- also, uh, if you want to join us, our socials are in the yeah. description below. Um, everything's there. So if you want more content, um, just jump on our links and plenty for you to dive into. And yeah, let's do it. I'll see you next week, mate. 46. Podcast Network.